Hello everyone, this is Michelle from OverpoweredEntertainment.com and I'm back again with my really good friend, Miss Emerald. Hey, hey everybody. Who has been on a podcast before when it was named something else. And now, the other person, the one who's just going to be here for this time, you know, <laughs> what? I don't know, he, he was on a probation period. If you listen to the Sabrina podcast, you will understand why. The fuck? <laughs> he got a lot of points deducted, you know. And what's up, man? Who who is this again? This is Darnell. <laughs> Darnell. No, shut up. Sorry. Uh your uh your sister is kinda crazy. Anyway. I, know. I grew up with her. Yeah. You don't know half of it. Alright, so we're here today to talk about a couple of things that happened this week in Geek. Hence the title of the show. And um, one of the things I decided that we could talk about is Pet Cemetery, mainly because one of us actually saw it. So this is going to be an impromptu review, all from Mr. Darnell. So, Darnell, tell us about the movie. Did you like it? All right. So, overall, it was, to me, extremely okay. Like, the beginning started off very strong. The middle was also very strong. The ending kind of left me a little, eh? And this is why, now, are we doing a uh, spoiler review or non-spoiler review before I get into it? Um, we always do spoiler reviews, so, okay. spoiler. So, spoiler warrants, just in case, alright? So, the movie basically, of course, if you've ever seen the original Pet Cemetery, is based off that. It does a really good job of subverting a lot of expectations, because in the original wait, Pet Cemetery... Wait, wait, just one thing. So... You mentioned it being based off of the movie. I think it's actually this one is more accurate to the book, which is a Stephen King novel. I mean, they're both based off the book. And yeah, but this one is more true to the book. Yeah. All right, well, either way. In this one, well, in the original, the little boy, Gage dies, which I always thought was a weird name for a kid. Um, in the new one, the older sister is the one who dies, which makes her, to me, since she's older, more developed, she's a much more threatening opponent when it happens. But basically, um, it starts off, the family's just moving down there from the big city. I guess the father, he's a doctor and didn't have enough time to spend with his family. And so they move down there. And once they get down there, they start seeing like these little creepy kids with masks and stuff like that. But you never see them again, right? But they just kind of set the tone, let you know like something's not quite right. Then you meet the um, old farmer guy. I forget his name. He instantly kind of strikes up a friendship with the daughter because she goes off sneaking in the woods, as you do for some reason even though her parents tell her not to, and she ends up getting hurt, and he helps her. And so she's always kind of just showing up at his house and things like that. And the parents are all right with that. I don't know, maybe it's just because, you know, being black, you know. I don't think it's okay for, uh, I think she's like eight, nine-year-old girl to be showing up to a grown old man's house all the time by herself. But, you know, it is what it is. Question, question. Mm -hmm. Was he babysitting her or something? No, she just literally showed up at his house. Like, she went snuck in his house and... Was looking through his stuff and you know, just talking to him. Like he, he even came in like, you think it's okay to look through my stuff? She's like, I'm sorry, I baked you cookies. Well, I guess so that's okay then and stuff. So, you know, but I guess you know she struck a friendship and the parents started inviting him over a lot more. But again, he was never like really responsible for babysitting or anything like that. But basically, they had a cat and the cat ends up dying. And so you know, um, the old man he found it and told the father and he was like, look, we don't want the mother doesn't really want the daughter. To know about death because of a trauma that the mother went through in the past. And so, she, the husband's like, fine. We'll bury it and tell her um, the cat right away. So, basically, in the movie, they kind of give a little bit more context of what's going on. As far as the power of the pet cemetery. Um, it's basically some Native Americans. Um, they knew that this place was evil. So, they tried to block it off with like this wooden, I don't know, wooden fort or wooden wall or something like that. But people kept finding it. And it kind of has like a pull or a call. It kind of just manipulates you in a sense. And um, the guy even said it might be, even be the spirit of a Wendigo that's doing it. But basically when he was going to um, bury the cat with the father, the old man, he was like, he just kind of, he looked up for me. Like he almost like something was telling him something. He's like, look, you love your daughter, right? He's like, yeah, you do anything so you're happy, right? He's like, yeah. And so he was like, follow me. And the father, not, not really asking any questions, just followed him all the way through the woods, up the little wooden wall or whatever. And he's like, look. I would help you, but you... Hello. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, 
you you giving us a rundown of the movie. You know, in so much detail that I feel like I don't even have to see it. No, okay. But the reason, okay, I'm fine. The reason I'm saying all this is because it's a lot of um thing to me. It's just a lot of non common sense things. Like, why would you follow him all the way up here, bury the cat in the Pacific way? And once the cat comes back, all hell starts to break loose. It eventually leads to the daughter end up getting dying. And the father can't, can't take it and brings her back to life. And, of course, he's kind of in denial because, like, she comes back. Like, that. Look, the actress who plays her is really good. And so she does a complete 180 from, like, a, a really energetic girl to just, like, a matter-of-fact girl. And it so just... what actually differentiates it between from the original movie and the new one? Like... Okay. Why would I want to interrupt a good classic to go see this? Well, remember the 80s classic was very 80s. It was very cheesy and things like that. And not a lot of um, plots really got delved into. Like, I don't know if you remember in the um, first movie, of course, the uh, mother and her relationship with her sister, you know, they it was really bad. And the sister did die when she was older. But this one really showed, like, how afraid the mother was of her sister and why like her views on everything is kind of different like she basically has uh ptsd from like how her sister died in this movie and that's why she doesn't really want her daughter to, to um know about death but the main thing is the differences in the first one gage the little toddler was the re resurrected corpse and like the sister she just kind of fucked off the nowhere in her in the original one like they kind of got rid of her like she didn't die or nothing she was just like somewhere with her her grandparents safe but this one the little girl, she again since she's eight or nine, she could do way more than what a toddler could do. She can think higher, she can just plot more, and she's more physical threat. I mean, you wouldn't think she'd be a physical threat to an adult, but just compare that, like again, a two year old compared to a nine year old, they can just do a lot more. And so that's the main thing. The little girl really sells the movie because, like, when she comes back, she is just ready to fuck shit up. She's out this junk like when um when um the father brought the mother when the mother came back and stuff. The mother's like, oh, that's not my daughter. And um, she talks to the father like, she doesn't want me here. And the father's like, no, yes, she does. It's okay, daddy. I don't want her either, just like in a cold, matter-of-fact voice. And she really does like a lot of, her and that cat, they're like the the, the, the real pinky in the brain because her and the cat are just going around just murdering everybody. Okay, so here's my question. Does she sell the movie in the way that the little african-american boy from halloween sold the movie to me like that was literally the best part of all of halloween if it wasn't for that little boy yeah it just wasn't been as good because you know because he was so smart like when she comes back she steals every scene she's in like because when she comes back you could all back and tell it's not really her or just something wearing her body and has her memories because like she's talking like she goes from talking to a little kid like a little kid and talking on a whole adult level and she's playing mind games and manipulations like she would for the first people she kills is the old man she was like yeah it's time for you to pay you did all this and you knew this was gonna happen but you ignored it and he's like yeah you think you think your wife you think your wife is up in heaven looking at you now nah, she was down there in hell with me and like her face changed into his wife's face and stuff like that and he was like, yeah, but you're going to join her real soon or whatever. And she pulled a Chucky on him because like, he was searching around his house for him. And then he saw the cat. And he's like, oh, it's just a cat. And next thing you know, she came up um, and like stabbed him in his Achilles heel and dropped him down the stairs. And I was like, god damn. And like, she started talking so much shit. And basically, like the little girl outsmarts everybody in the movie. Like, So again, major spoiler warning. Um, once the wife and Gage come back, she basically attacks the wife in her sleep. And he was like, she's like, stop struggling, you useless. And then, you know, the wife was able to get her off. And she was trying to, um, she tossed her out the room, tried to block her with the dresser. And then she um, grabbed Gage, the little boy, and tried to lower him out the window. You and know, you are really just <laughs> telling me what happened in the movie. What did you think about the movie? My bad. All right. So, up until. You lucky I just had to kill Tom. <laughs> Funny. So, up until the end. Like I said, the, the to me, since I'm used to scary movies, it wasn't really that scary to me. It was more thrilling. It was just I always find it funny when people make like decisions that no normal person would really make. Mm -hmm. And then the ending just kind of left it, it, it left off on a very very sour note. That's why I kind of I can see why a lot of other reviews gave it like sevens or eights. So I would give it like that because, like I said, the way it subverts things because like a lot of different scares you think are going to happen in that movie happens in a completely different way. And again, it's a very quick movie. Like I think it's like an hour thirty at most. So it goes oh, okay. That's not bad. pretty quickly. So it goes from boom, boom, and it's done. Oh, and then again, do you? 
I mean, since I'm I spoiling most of it, I don't want to spoil the ending for you. But like I said, overall, I think it's something you should definitely go see, and it's a good comparison. It's a good thing. It's a good thing you can compare to the original one and see just how the main villain, which in the first one was the toddler, how is compared to the nine-year-old, and see just the much more of a threat an older person can be in this situation. Okay, um, so like I said, I haven't seen it, and Miss Emerald here hasn't seen it either. So, I can't really give my opinion on it, on this particular one. I did see the original um, adaptation when I was a child, so I, I really don't remember it. In fact, the only thing I could think of was dead animals, and since I now have um, very cute little doggies, I don't want to see that, so no. Uh, any final comments, you guys? Um, stay away from the woods. I think that's what we all know to do. Yeah, I'm like, that. that's pretty universal. You would think that, for, but then they don't. I mean, that's just horror movie trope for you. I mean, think about all the things that you would do in a horror movie differently if you were in it. Now, granted, there are some spare the moment things where you're just like, I, I, I can't quite get myself together, so I'm going to do something stupid. But ultimately... Would there have been a cabin in the woods? No. I ain't going to no damn cabin in the woods. Would there have been a pet cemetery? Probably not unless somebody else started that shit. And then I'm going to leave. Yeah, it was already there. When it I got don't know. There. I probably would do that. Like, honestly. You would I resurrect could... your animal? Yes. If I could resurrect <laughs> Sheba, Shadow or Shadow, I would. Sick. There's no hesitation in that. Like, if I knew I could do it where it was legit and they would be the same, yes. Uh-huh. If it... If, it was a possibility that they would be different? No. Right. Yeah. I could see if they're absolutely guaranteed mm-hmm. that they're going to come out exactly the way they always were. It would be like a start, a fresh start for you. But like, that's not the case in pretty much any film. Like, now, if I'm unless mistaken, you're getting the Dragon Balls, it doesn't work like that. No. I, I just want to be sure that I'm not mistaken here. So in the original Pet Cemetery. Was the, were the animals coming back differently, or was it just a human? It was the animals. It starts off, so basically the cat dies in both of mm. them, and he comes back. And so that's your automatic, that's your first warning, because the cat is completely different. It's always trying to hurt people, fuck shit up. And uh, just, okay, okay. But yeah, you think it's smart to bring a human back. Okay. Well, I mean, some people are desperate for their children. Let their dogs go, Michelle. Let them go. No. Let your cat go, Sherelle, as well. Unless... Definitely let me go. Don't ever bring me back. We'll discuss this later. No, we already discussed it. Let me go. All right, moving on. No more sibling squabbling. Oh, there will always be sibling squabbling. Not on this podcast. (laughs) On every podcast. So, this is the next thing I really wanted to talk about because, honestly, I'm not, I don't, I don't care. You know, you gave it a six out of ten or three out of five or whatever for Pet Cemetery. I give it a solid four. Out of five. I give it a seven. A solid four out of five. So know, would you watch the remake, Jill? Mm. Some things just don't need a remake. Let's be honest. You say you will do a four out of five? Then, so you want to see it? No, on a, it should have been left. Uh, no, yeah, because it didn't it's though. 30 years old, and I think like again, they, they handle a lot of different plots a lot better. So, like I said, the, mm-hmm. the old one is good just for that 80s cheese. I just go watch it to laugh. I mean, I'll say this. I don't have a problem with remaking things after a generation has gone by, and generation is normally about 30 years. So I don't have a problem with remaking things if you're going to do it well. Most people just fail me in every possible way. What, bro? Don't worry. You got Will Smith the genie coming out. He's going to make it happen for you. Possible way. Oh, he will not. All right, let's move on. So, the main reason for this week of Twig, even though it's titled Pet Cemetery Review, is not about that. That's just what we're talking about first. Clickbait. Clickbait, clickbait, clickbait. No, we don't clickbait here. That's definitely clickbait. It's no, not at we, all what it's about. No, it is. We talked about it. Yeah. For a good 15 minutes. When you put it in the title, it's usually either clickbait or it is the main thing. I don't know how long discussing. the Joker discussion is going to be, so that's why I like this. Did you see it? Cool. No, 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 no. I have a lot. All right, so I know I've seen it. I know that Miss Emerald here has seen it. Have you seen it, Darnell? 
The Joker trailer? Yeah. I saw a clip of it. I haven't saw the whole thing, honestly. All right. So why don't you watch it off camera or off mic real quick while we talk about it, okay? Fine. All right. Um, th- there you go. I'm so glad you muted yourself. All right. So, <laughs> so um, I really, really wanted to discuss this trailer because, or this teaser trailer, because I think this is the way the DC universe should have went instead of trying to, uh, in I don't know what's the what's the term I'm looking for duplicate what Marvel was doing emulate emulate. What or duplicate? Yeah, they were pretty much trying to like duplicate their success, and it wasn't working for them because that's not what DC does. DC is not happy go lucky. That's not why I love DC. I don't love DC for all the jokes. I'm sorry, it's just not what it is. I love it for the Even very for the Joker. The Joker is, you know what? The dumb joke. The funny thing about the Joker is he's not funny. So, yay! It's hilarious to me when people die. You're disturbing. So. Oh, thanks. Pardon. Did you really? Joker references. For all you fans out there. All right. So, um, back to the topic at hand. I really did enjoy the trailer. I want them to do more dark, gritty um, movies that are more serious in tone. And what I mean by that is we don't have to have, like, all these quips um these little cheesy lines all those things while they have their place i don't think that's where dc does best because the characters aren't made to be that way like the only character so far that i think did that actually pretty well but on the same level as a marvel movie was shazam meaning like it didn't really do much for me i wasn't sitting here like oh my god i loved it it was like i liked it i liked it a lot it's a good movie um, so like I said, about seven out of ten, which is six out of ten is where the average Marvel movie is for me. Um, but anyway, besides that, what I'm trying to say is that one linked itself to that type of feel, whether like with the color scheme, the shots, all this stuff, that character, that story lent itself to to that, whereas I don't see something like Batman or even Wonder Woman, or even The Flash to a certain extent being, maybe The Flash a little more so, being that super quippy, um, cartoony violence and all those things where there's not really really any real consequences to the characters, that type of world. I think they would do better with a world that's a little more grounded, where there are consequences, where they're making a statement that is more than just how hard somebody can punch someone else. So, sure. Uh, I'm back. Emerald. Emerald. <laughs> How do you feel about this? Okay, so, to be honest, I wasn't over the moon about the Joker trailer. I'm not, it's kind of like I'm waiting for judgment until I get more to go on. Because, yes, while I like some of the more dramatic and psychological feels to it, especially when it comes to the Joker because he's such a psychological character. He's a character whose mind everybody wants to kind of be in, but everybody also wants to not touch with the 10-foot pole. So I get that. However, I don't think just based off the first trailer, it has the same mass appeal that unfortunately some of the Marvel movies have, which could be to its detriment. And let's be honest, DC really can't afford to just kind of have more movies fail by the wayside to Marvel, who well, I think... to I, be fair, are they... To be fair, I don't think they're really failing because money-wise, they're bringing in a lot of money. It's just that more so they don't get a lot of critical success, mm-hmm. um, which I think this they would get more so. In my opinion, I think Marvel movies overall do better. And I'm not saying that that's... A great thing. Marvel's very kind of hotel food, if you will. It's just kind of mediocre McDonald's. reaching. Yeah, mediocre reaching everybody across the board. It's something that appeals to everybody massively, whether you think it should or not, whether you think it's good for you or not. You want it. And with 
DC, yes, I understand that they're trying to go for something different, but they need to somehow bridge the gap. Not go over. I don't want them to be Marvel, but I want them to get some of the fandom, some of the critical rating, some of the Marvel appeal, and then also still give me what DC gives you the best, which is a more dark take on humor, which is a more dark take on you know, a typical superhero. And let's be honest, folks, if anybody runs me from any of the old podcasts, we know we're, I'm just not a fan of superheroes. But if I'm going to have them, I want the back-breaking, just all-out, for a lack of a better word right now, gutter type of feel. I want just emotional wrenching out of my characters. Which I think is what we would, based off of the trailer, that's what I think we would get out of this type of movie. Um, I'm about to bring you in, Darnell. I just want to make one last comment to what you were saying. Um, I I get where you're coming from. I thought that was a great analogy as far as comparing it to fast food chains. Um, it having a mass appeal. But I think what would make what makes DC great is when they don't do anything mm-hmm. like Marvel. Like, okay. step away from that, be who you are, be true to your characters, because there's a reason why a lot of people gravitate. This is a reason why DC was having the best comic book movies, period, mm-hmm. up until the last, like, 10, 15 years. That's when they went downhill. But I feel like the audience, to a certain extent, has changed. Mm-hmm. Just what audiences seem to want. Maybe they don't know what they want. Maybe you're just going for what everybody seems to want right now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like what they want has changed. And what I want to know is what will it take DC? You know, what will it take for them to get the type of accolades I want them to get? And just put out the type of movie or film I want them to put out? Don't get me wrong. There's certain appeals to the Joker one. But I may be psychologically different (laughs) than some others. Right. I'll say this. I think that there is an audience for that type of movie. We don't know how it it will do. We don't know what the cut is going to look like based off of the teaser. But based off the fact that we just saw the Logan, um, not just saw, but we saw the Logan movie, I think two years ago, a year ago, that was so good. It was very good. And that's why I'm looking at it. And the reason why that movie performed well for me, it rang true to me, is because it wasn't trying to be a... Uh, beat them up. You know what I mean? It was trying to tell a story, and that's me. It, like, as you know, like, when you are into writing and you're into things like that, or or even if you're not a writer, you're a reader. If you read a lot, um, read a lot of fiction, you're going to want something that has a, a bit heavier sus- a substance than what you typically get in these superhero films as of late. Like, that goes for DC... And Marvel, you know what I mean? Where it's been lacking in the story. Marvel a little more so, let's be honest. But, but Marvel, they've been better with the um, CG and stuff like that. This is true, but Marvel has what DC doesn't, which is consistency. There's some DC movies that are just, like, they're just top-notch, they're great, they put out good content. You really love that film because it stuck true to what DC's values seem to be. And then there are movies that I shall not mention right now uh, because then I'll go on a rant and other people need to talk. But that were just Batman trash, mediocre at the very best. That just the consistency is all wishy washy and sometimes you just kind of want to wash your hands up. Okay, I, I want to make a comment to that, but we definitely need to get Darnell in. So, Darnell, you just watched the teaser. What did you think? I thought it was okay. I'm still not on board with the actor, but I mean. It seems like it's going to be a tragic origin story because the man was just trying to live his life, make people laugh, take care of his wife, and Gotham just keeps going down, down, down. And it almost made it seem like the certain part, he's like, Gotham has lost his way. He's trying to show people through, I don't know, anarchy that, you know, if you keep going down this road, this is what's going to happen. And I'm kind of to piggyback off what you said as far as, you know, um, DC was better about 15, 20 years ago, which I, I'll give you that. But the main thing, the reason I feel like they messed up is because, again, they tried to do everything Marvel did so quickly. They tried to just start off with Batman v Superman. They tried to start off with the Just League where they should have, you know, gave everybody their own individual movies in the universe and make one grand movie culminating into all of them getting together. 
Uh, I hate when people say that. It why do you feel like it? Because I feel like they just they just did. They just right. started off the with everything. The reason why I don't like that is because that is not true for anything else. The only reason why people feel that way is because Marvel did it that way. But like and they're say, used to But it they now. say it, like Cheryl said, consistency. Marvel built it up. I don't you want them. This is what I was about to say. I don't want them to be consistent. I'm sorry. I don't. I do so not you want, want a bunch of random movies? And then yes. To... And the reason why is because I prefer a more of... I don't want to know every time I'm going into the theater, I'm getting the exact same movie, which is why I hate Marvel movies. They're the same movie over and over and over. I feel like... I mean, Batman v Superman and Justice League was the same movie. No, I know Actually, it was two different movies. I mean, Justice League was two different movies. But they're in the same universe. That makes sense. You're continuing the story. No, what I'm saying is you had two different cuts. Cut mashed together on the um, Justice League movie. What I'm saying is... At the very least, with Marvel, you have storylines that overarc over many movies, not just jumping into one big storyline. Like I said, the the Batman trilogy, the old school Supermans, I still love them. I grew up with them, things like that. But if you're going to make these movies, make them well. Give honor to the characters and stuff like that. You but remember, why aren't you guys saying that about... This is my thing. You're saying that about DC, but you're not saying that about Marvel when Marvel films aren't great. Like, objectively... I'm not talking about whether you like the character. I can say, this is my thing. As someone who likes movies, I will sit there and watch a DC movie, and I can say, I prefer this because I like this character, I like the world, I like the story, right? That does not mean that the film was great. That's two totally different things. I don't understand why a lot of people who like Marvel films can't differentiate the two. There's two different things happening here. You can like the characters, you can't even like the story that you've been fed to at this point 20 times. You can like that. But let's not pretend that somehow this is like a delicacy, like the, the best food that was ever made in the world that oh. was cooked to perfection. It's none of no, that. No, no. It's five guys. It's five guys food. It's Delicious, greasy, and I love it with my burger and a milkshake. But what I'm saying, there's plenty of Marvel movies that I don't like. Iron Man 2 and 3 I don't particularly like. But they still. I with some trash. I liked it. I'm gonna. I liked it. But what I'm saying is, or Thor: The Dark World. Thor: The Dark World was a snore. I couldn't get through. I got through it, but I didn't like that one. But either way, even through all that, they still build off of each other. Um, The first Incredible Hulk movie didn't like that, even though it was still Universal. Second one a little bit better. To me, it's just the fact when you get you get all these different elements. Oh man, Captain America one was also not great. Winter Soldier loved it. Loved everything about it. No, I think so. But like I said, when you build, when you when you build everything up. You finally get to see all these characters together. That's what made the first Avengers movie great. Right. What I'm saying with Batman v Superman, you didn't even have two different movies in that same universe. You had uh, Man of Steel, then Batman v Superman. All of a sudden, if there's a one percent chance he's our enemy, I'm gonna get over here and I'm gonna kick his ass. Martha, why did you say that name? Why did you? I'm like, really? Come on, come on. It's just... I just feel like y'all being ridiculous. And when I say y'all, I'm not talking about... When I say y'all, I'm talking about everybody who is, like, caping for Marvel and then getting irritated with Batman. But, because we, want, oh, no, we no, wanted Batman v Superman to be no, good. No, let me explain. The reason why is because you guys keep saying you basically want Marvel. Why couldn't DC be Marvel? Why couldn't they do it the exact same way Marvel did it? It's a two totally different things. Stop wanting everything to be the same. I don't always want chocolate freaking ice cream. Sometimes I want a different flavor. Like sometimes I want a little bit of sprinkles in it. Yeah. Sometimes I want this. Like sometimes I will eat the vanilla first from my Neapolitan ice cream before I eat the strawberry or something. Like my thing is the po- the point in me saying that is Take it for what it is and not what you want it to be because that's the mistake a lot of people make when they're doing reviews. Like when you're reviewing something because it should have been like this instead of saying what it is, that's how you know that you're not connected. You're, you didn't make an effort to connect to what you were seeing. Oh, I made all the effort to connect to Batman and Superman. I wanted that so bad. It was so boring in the beginning. Why mm-hmm. was Wonder Woman the best part of that whole movie to me? Why was um, Doomsday... I don't know uh, why. I don't understand why it was. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just... The, uh, that's your preference. I mean, I can't so tell you, you why thought you that, liked you found the that movie who interesting. wasn't wearing... I found it way more interesting. No, she was badass. She came in, and just start wrecking. That's right. what I liked about her. 
No. Well, my thing is, no, hold on. No. Let's get done. Did you like the baby face? Did you like the baby face Lex Luthor, who was somehow able to figure out who Batman and Superman was off screen, kidnapped Superman's mom, just and start feeding people Jolly Ranchers and blowing up shit with piss? I mean, come on. It's just too much going on. He just figured. Are you serious? Like this is what I'm talking about. What is wrong with that? Them taking a different take on Lex Luthor. What is wrong with that? Why does he have to be the same all the time? I don't understand. He's supposed to be a cold, calculated. This is my thing. You're a comic book reader. Any comic book reader who was doing this crap really irritates me. Because you know about alternate universes. You know about all of that. Why aren't you you reading comics? You know what's canonical and what's not. Why aren't you looking at this as a, a Elseworld story? Why aren't you looking at it as, in that way? Why are you looking at it as this has to be um, Earth One or whatever of this universe? It doesn't have to be that way. This is just a different representation of this character. This is what he would look like in this world. And let's be like frank, it. this is exactly what Lex Luthor would look like in this world. He's not... Most of the... Um, I feel like if Lex Luthor was here, like, in the real world now, they definitely would try to interpret him as a millennial. Let's not even pretend. We do have evil-ass millennials out here. Come on. Like, what difference evil, does it make? Evil-ass millennials, though? Yes. I'm a part of that group. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. So, just for some clarification, what I meant by consistency is not having... The same, like DC v Marvel. Marvel is a cookie cutter corporation, if you will. And to a certain extent, for those people who like that sort of thing, there is nothing wrong with having a cookie cutter corporation stay in your lane. I don't think Marvel ever really jumps in DC's lane, or at least it doesn't now. Right. Um, Whereas DC always wants to try jumping into Marvel's lane instead of if you don't have a lane of your own anymore, if the lane you had is old, make your own. Don't just go into their lane and think you can do what they do because if their characters don't lend to a cookie-cutter story, and let's be frank, I think Marvel all around lends to a cookie-cutter type of film, and that's good for them. That's what brings them their money. DC characters aren't cookie-cutter. Right. They don't lend towards it. I mean, some of them can be. But overall, I think their universe doesn't lend towards a cookie cutter film and you have to kind of take your time and create a lane that's going to be good for you joker while the first kind of teaser if you will it intrigued me a little it didn't really grab my full attention but they have room to grow off that there was nothing off-putting about that trailer or teaser that made you just automatically feel like oh this is going to be garbage or at least not in my opinion and if you really love the Joker and how multifaceted he is, this should interest you. However, if you are the type of person who prefers a more generic cutie cutter film, then this may not be for you. I would say give it a chance, but it might no, not. don't don't even give it a chance. And this is the reason why, why I don't not? want you because I don't I want, want you, you in my movie theater being salty. Like I was looking at some people's reactions to it. And the sad part is there were people who was like, I I like it better not knowing anything about the Joker and him just being a bad guy. I'm like, really? You, realize... you don't want to go into a character study about like who this person is? You don't have to. Just because you know who they are doesn't mean that you sympathize with them. It just means that, okay, this person, this is their origin story. This is how they started. This is how their mind works. You don't want to do that. You want to just look at him and say crazy, and that is enough motivation for you that the Joker is out here doing this stuff. And that's when I was like, oh, we're dealing with two totally different audiences. You know what I mean? It has to draw the casual people in, because if you ever wanted to have a sequel or, you know, anything. No, it doesn't. It has to make, it's a business at the end of the day, so it has to make money. No, this is not, what I'm saying is the budget on this film is not like, a regular DC movie budget. They're not spending like three hundred million dollars on this film. They're spending like probably a hundred million. That's they still it. want this a huge a... return, just like when um Deadpool okay, one came. A out. huge return for that would be about anything over. All right, for them to make their money back, right? If they only spent a hundred million dollars to make their money back, the only thing that they would need to do is get two hundred to three hundred million. That's them getting their return. This is not a movie that's being pushed to the masses for that. $300 million is not a lot. They could definitely do that. If they wanted to knock it out the park, sure, they could do um, even $500 million would be a knock out the park for that type of budget film. 
that's what they're doing. That the the point of that movie, as you can see by the trailer, isn't the money. It's the accolades, the 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 awards. It's getting people to look at DC movies as something more than what it is right now. Yeah, it's trying to change its reputation at this point. That's what that movie is for. I don't think, like, a lot of people are thinking that this is supposed to be a blockbuster. That's not the point. If you're thinking that every, that's another problem. Every superhero movie doesn't have to be a blockbuster. It doesn't. If they want to make sequels, it has to be. No, it doesn't. Did you not just hear what I was saying about the budget, sir? Like, if you want it to be a situation where if they spent $300 million, that means that they will have to make at least 600 just to break even. Of course, you want to make more than that. So, of course, you want to go towards $900 million to a billion, a billion dollars. That's where you want to be at, right? If that was what they were doing, fine. That's that's Man of Steel. That's um, Batman v Superman. Those are those movies. You saw Aquaman, right? Yes. Did you feel that was more cookie cutter? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was very much cookie cutter. And I, I hear good things about Shazam, so I'm gonna check that out. But I hear Shazam again, is also cookie cutter. Yeah, and it's make they probably gonna make a lot of money. They, no, that joke a lot of people no, it, it's getting mixed reviews because people are now saying that they liked it but they didn't love it, so it's that's a problem. I'm gonna go see it. Hey, doing mm-hmm. that Joker tra- Joker trailer. Am I the only one who wanted when he when he becomes Joker to come back and um, kill those teenagers who smacked upside the head with a sign? No, I, I wanted revenge for him. Really bad. That's I true. mean, like I said, I'm really looking, I personally am really looking forward to this movie um, because I really am desperately wanting something different. I'm getting superhero fatigue at this point because they're literally the same movies over and over again. I don't care what franchise it is now. DC is doing too much because a lot of people have been complaining saying it's not enough like Marvel. So they try to accommodate them and then they get, the crap about it being oh they're copying Marvel so I'm like just to me where DC excels at is the animated movies I love all the most of the animated movies like Under the Red Hood I heard um, Just League versus the Fatal Five was really good just a lot of those things or the Death of Superman trilogy well that's because they are allowed to do what they do best which is make a, a a story that caters to their audience versus making a story that tries to cater to people who don't want that. Does that make sense? I mean, they're still catering. They came out with a Batman versus Ninja Turtles, which I need to watch. No, it's not really catering, is it? It's it's catering to me and all my childhood fantasies. Mm. I don't want to know about your, your childhood fantasies. But don't you, though? No. I think not why I'm here, she doesn't. <laughs> now, with that being said, here's my thing. Are you looking for DC movies to now be more like a peace film, like, you know, like opinion pieces or something that kind of gets you more talking, something to get people talking, independent films. That's like. where I feel like they should, that's their lane. Mm-hmm. I think that has always been their lane um, in this new um It's never going to happen. I think that's where they need to be. If they're trying to sit here, if they want to get movies where not only are they getting, um like, critics to like it, but also people within the industry and then, of course, the fans will support it. If you're looking for something like that, that's what you need to do. If you're looking for something that's like, you know, a really good beat em up or something like that, that's what Shazam is for. Now, here is my thought. I feel like maybe they should do something where all the individual story arcs are more like grungy, independent, like peace films. Whereas when you kind of get them together where you're maybe doing a hopefully better version of Batman v Superman or anything like that, Mm -hmm. maybe then you can come together and give them a little bit more of a mass appeal. I don't want them to lose their way, but I feel like at some point, if they're trying to reach both audiences, which... Which is funny because Marvel's not doing that. They're not trying to reach because, both listen, audiences. I don't mind it being. To. I don't mind it being character driven. I would love character driven. That's how they're getting their money. But I need spectacle too. I want character driven and spectacle. Like, right. Um, I don't want spectacle. I'm sick of that. That's like superheroes. They're gods among us. No, it doesn't. You don't need that. They are the modern day Greek gods. No, you need spectacle with you superheroes, don't need that in especially every with movie. Superman. 
Come on. Why I, can't you have it in your movie over there? Because I want to good. see I want to see Superman lift up no, a building. I want to see Superman him fight like Zod. that already. You what? have that already. Which one, Man you of Steel? You got what you want. Not really. You Not got really. what you want. No. No. It no. wasn't the way. You have what you want. You get your damn spectacles all the time. This is my problem. You get everything that you want. As a, a person who likes that, right? You get it all the time. You uh, when, every Marvel when. movie that you see, but it's not you DC. Got it. It's not DC. It doesn't. I want to see I, these characters do these things. So they have to have. Both. Why aren't you okay? If that's the case, if you feel that way, why aren't you fighting for Marvel to do cater to someone like me then? Because I don't hear you doing that. But you want DC to cater to you because it's me. Okay. <laughs> Sir, no, no. Like, that's what I'm saying. The thing is not to cater to both sides. That's what I'm saying. That has never been the goal. The goal has been to cater to people who want basically nothing but spectacle because that's what Marvel is. Because that's who want to pay the most money. The goal for the company is to make money. But my thing is, I feel like that is not the goal. That's what I'm trying to say. No, it is not. It is the goal for the DCEU. It's not the goal for the independent movies that they're trying to put out now. That's the difference. I'm like, why can't I have that and you have whatever you want to have? Besides the Joker, what other the independent... The Joker film is not in the universe. It's an independent okay, film. Okay, I'm saying, besides the Joker, what other independent movies are they making? They're making... I forgot. They're doing like a different... Another one. I, I don't know. Well, another one? I never heard of that one. What's that? Who's in there? Look. I'm just saying. Do you want me to pull it everything up that they're that's yeah, been on the roster like said, that they've been saying? Yeah, because they can do that because DC two Joker movies. DC is never going to be strapped for money because they're backed by um, and one that's not. They're ma- they're backed by WB, so they've always right. got corporate funds. So they can do it, but again, at the end of the day, it's a bottom line. You got. I feel uh, like that's some. I feel like you don't understand what the business aspect of it is because I feel like you're concentrating more. It's like you're trying to take one product and say that this product should be like this when that was never the intention of the product. That's like me coming or coming out with a design for something and say, this is, I'm trying to appeal to this specific type of audience. And you're saying, no, if you want all the money in the world, you need to appeal to the uh, lowest common denominator. I'm like, that's not the point. Sounds about right. But I'm just saying what I want to see. In my mind, when I envision Superman and Wonder Woman and Aquaman, in my mind, specifically in my mind, I imagine the grand spectacles, them fighting epic battles, them going through loss, love, and all that good stuff. But you got that and you hated it. So why can't you, why can't they? Because they jumped into it and it wasn't that good. I. Justice League Neither wasn't that good. Marvel was good. not good either, but you accepted they did all better. that had spectacle. That's literally DC like spectacle this. wasn't shit in Justice League. Superman's good. mouth That's didn't look good. right. Are you going are you gonna defend his mouthpiece? His yes. fake digital mustache? The fact that y'all sat up there and noticed that tells me that y'all was looking for something because I didn't know that. Notice shit that cut, until after as soon as it popped up on screen, I noticed it. At the beginning of the movie, I wasn't looking somebody, for it. I'm like, what Hold the? on. This is a funny thing. This is coming from me, somebody who notices like bad CG off jump. Never even noticed it. That just looked it just like sound, a shitty camera phone. No, nah, it just sounded like you were trying to blind yourself to it because no, you're just so trying to that's find something different. Like. No, I no. I wasn't even looking for anything. I just noticed. I'm like, what the fuck is up with his face? Okay, well, good for you. You you saw it. I don't really, yeah, honestly. Not lie. As somebody who doesn't like superheroes like that, I, Thank you, thank you. It's so blatantly it's obvious. Big, no, you can show a two-year-old, my little niece Skylar, like, Uncle D, what's wrong with his face? I, wish I can meet him. I'm telling you right now, I wish Look, I could meet you. Here's you've met thing, me before, right? Plenty of times. I think that. We what does that got to do with anything? Hold on. What are you trying to say? You said you wish you, you could meet me. I said mute. You. Oh, mute. I thought you were trying to say like, like what you you coming for me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you always trying to be violent? I keep telling you. Y'all two will leave this until I'm off. Anyway. Ma'am. Off. Ma'am. Off. Completely off. This, just come on. What are you saying? I want to come on. Moving forward. What I was saying is that I feel like in this particular podcast, we all have higher expectations for DC. It could be all because we, we it could be because we all lean towards DC over Marvel. It's very factual that if you already have higher expectations for something, then the way you view how it puts out its content is vastly different than the way you would view 
other things that you already consider lesser. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, what I said up front was that I've always thought Marvel was cookie cutter. I never thought there was anything about Marvel that wasn't. And that's from comics. That's from everything. That TV is, shows. TV shows. I mean, everything that I've ever seen from Marvel, in my life at least, has always, to me, promoted a cookie cutter environment. It's like going through a nice HOA housing community where you see all those lovely little townhouses with all their lawns neatly stacked up and if that's what you're going for I want a house like great that. people love that a lot people are willing to pay hoas for that which so is why i'm saying that's to... fine like i don't have a problem with these movies existing i mm-hmm. understand hold on let me make sure i i put the mic where it's supposed to be i understand that these movies exist for a reason right i'm saying that they have an audience that is geared towards that the thing about Marvel is that you have a lot of children and a lot of parents that will go see it. I don't think whereas with DC, it's not as many kids that would go to see that. You know what I mean? So that also skews the numbers too. But besides that, and also like how it's presented in media, blah, blah, blah. But besides all of that, I get the purpose of it, which is why I'm saying I'm okay with it being in existence for that very reason. Everyone should be catered to for something. I don't like that the the narrative that's going around, not just here, because we heard it here, but I mean, like, in general within the, the internet populace, right? It's that DC movies need to be more like Marvel in a sense of a spectacle, right? I feel like the problem is when you put spectacle in the forefront of the film, it detracts it for me. And I'm not saying that's, that's why I said also like a movie like Shazam lent itself more towards spectacle, although I did have a problem with like the CG in Shazam, but it lent itself more towards that. That makes sense for there. It doesn't make sense for Batman to be something that is like him and like basically being James Bond. I don't want to see a Batman version of James Bond. And that's why I feel like that's what people are, would want to, not people, but the more vocal people within the um, internet would like to see something more like that instead of seeing a more gritty detective film of him trying to use his skills fighting but also use his skills in detective work. It's like people rather see just the fighting than the actual him trying to figure out a mystery. So you can try to figure out the mystery alongside them. Like that's the whole point of thrillers. I feel like Batman should have been like an action thriller. Or like if a noir anything. film? A noir film, something like that. I don't I just want it to be different, is what I'm saying. Um, Superman doesn't have to be a noir film. That could be a beat 'em up too. But just give me something different for the character that you're using is my point. I've, you're not I don't wanna see um Wonder Woman's not a detective. Why would she be doing detective work? So that's that's the only thing I'm saying. Um, Shazam's not a detective, but if I were to see somebody else who has a grittier storyline, if I'm doing, a, if you're doing a Joker film, I don't want to see the Joker, uh, just being out here completely loony. I like the idea of realizing that he is mentally ill, and I do like that that line that's in his notebook. He's like the um thing about mental illness is that everyone else expects you to act like you don't have it. You know what I mean? And that's already an intriguing thing right there. Like, that is true. So what does someone who's like that um, in the world that's like Gotham do in those situations? What happens? How is he developed? How does society turn him into the monster that he is? We always say that Bruce Wayne or Batman turns all of... Like, he creates his... Um, his... Um, his, um, his villains, his adversaries. nemesis. Yeah. But... How did this happen in a world where Bruce Wayne wasn't even old enough to do that? You know what I mean? How did he develop? And that's what I'm curious about. I like those elsewhere stories that aren't the same. All right. Um, Darno, do you okay. have anything else you wanted to add? Well, yeah, just to kind of piggyback off of what both of you said. Like Sherelle said, um, in general, Marvel is cookie cutter. And my whole thing is... I didn't. I'm not expecting spectacle because Marvel expected spectacle. I'm expecting spectacle because you said a lot of people go with families go see Marvel and a lot more adults see DC. You're right because we grew up with these characters. I grew up with these characters when I was a little kid. What was it? The um, 
Justice Friends, or sorry, Super Friends, the Justice Leagues, old school Christopher Reeve Superman movies, old school Batman, um, um, what's his name, Adam West with the Bat Two Shades. I've seen these characters grow and change and evolve. So I've seen many different iterations of these characters. I've seen many different fights, many different storylines, stuff like that. And I just wanted to see what I thought, you know, would be awesome to be adapted to the big screen. And it just, I don't know, I feel like they kept dropping the ball. They just kept trying, and the reason they did it is because, like you said, they were trying to be too much like Marvel. Without, and if they're going to be like Marvel, don't half-ass it. Put it in the groundwork. If you're not if you're not going to just, you know, build up these movies and have them come together, then don't. Make your own way. And that's why I feel like, that's why Batman v Superman Just League really just let it down for me. Because that was the first time of me seeing all these characters together in a big group setting and it was just all over the place and again I, they're playing off nostalgia don't act like they're not a lot of people who went to go see batman v superman just league are older adults who grew up with these characters and that's why a lot of us were disappointed some of the newer people who read the newer comic books that's that's fine too but i know from my demographic we were disappointed because it just wasn't what we envisioned i wasn't disappointed and i was reading the newer comics i was like I was like, this is, though, this is something but different. You, I'm curious how they're going to go. Literally, my but thought But you can't was, put out the plot holes in there? What are you talking about? There are plot holes in the Marvel films, too. That's why I don't understand why all of a sudden everybody's a, a world-renowned critic when it comes to DC. Because it's he, these characters. Like you said, before I knew about Marvel characters, I knew about DC characters. Right. Yeah, I, I just, knew about them around the same time. You and I are around the same age. We both were introduced to these characters around the same time. Let's not pretend. And I don't know if they, I mean, maybe they hold a different place in my heart than they do in yours. I don't know, but it's just. Apparently, because I liked a lot of Marvel characters and I liked a lot of DC stuff. Batman, uh, hands down, is my favorite character. I even want my engagement ring whenever I get one to be a Batman ring. That's awesome, okay? but Batman's everybody's character. No, 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 no. Not a, there's a lot of people who aren't true Batman. Swear to me. No. <laughs> no, that's only for Batman. Okay. So, we're not in disagreement. I understand where you're coming from. What I'm saying is every film doesn't have to be catered to one particular audience. Type of audience. That's where they went wrong, in my opinion. That's why Logan did so much better than all the other movies critically because they decided to make a good film instead of making a film that had mass appeal that was trash what was trash most of the x-men movies oh i thought you meant logan i was like you but lost your goddamn mind no no but see, Logan he said instead of leaning towards ones that went for Mass Appeal, and I'm saying because Mass Appeal ones were trash. But Logan, they were. They Logan were. was good to me because it finally was true to the character. It was like an old school western, and Logan is always that, ah oh, man, I'm a dude on my own, but I still care, okay. but I still I mean, rip your head off. That's saying, that was Logan though. to me. They finally was like, right. they weren't trying that's to be what PG. I was yeah. That's what I was saying. I want that. I do not want but every. It every still story. gave you the action though. No, this didn't really give you that much It action. definitely gave you some good action. Within the first 20 minutes, he killed a, be- a bunch of... Um... I wasn't impressed by that. I'm sorry. But I was like, No, oh. I was impressed by it because not only did it show you he could still kill, but it showed how much trouble he was having with his older age and you right. know, stuff like that's that. Right, that's storytelling. So, I understand. Storytelling so we, wise, and it gives you both. And that's what I want. I need both. I'm not, I'm not arguing with him. What I'm saying is I was not impressed by the action itself. That means what? like the what about the uh, part where the little girl jumped off his back and stabbed the dude and then you just jump? Not, you're just not letting me let me explain myself. Look, look. You always I explain get yourself. You, I get you. No, I, I know. I get you. You're really excited. Okay. I'm so excited. What, what? <laughs> what I'm saying is, it didn't impress me in a sense that I was looking at the choreography like, oh, that was awesome. It was like, oh, I like what I discovered about the character based off of this action sequence. Like when that little girl um, first came out, um, when we didn't really know that much about her, and then she revealed that she had the claws, and then she started doing attacking. I like that action sequence in that regards, okay? I like the action in it as well as the story. But I'm saying overall in... Logan, I wasn't, it, the action was okay to me. It wasn't that great. You know what I mean? I didn't sit there like, I'm a person who grew up on um, a lot of martial arts films. So that would have been, and Logan's not that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That would have been the like, ooh, for me. Right. 
So that's what I'm saying. If that wasn't the appeal of it for me. I can see why. If you like the uh, the brawler type, but that's not like what I what I typically would go for. But, okay. Yeah. And when I'm, we're all in agreement in a sense that we're saying that we all want. Well, I mean, I'm saying I can't speak for you, but I know I'm saying I want a variety of films. And right now, I feel like the market has been oversaturated with the films that are more spectacle than story. And then the problem that DC has had is that they've been trying to cater to both audiences and they need to just let one go. I don't think they need to lean more into Marvel. I think they need to lean away from Marvel. If you want to do a Superman movie, Superman, you can have both in that. That one, I think, Man of Steel, I think that one was okay. You know what I mean? Uh, I it think was that extremely did. okay. Right, and so is all the other Marvel movies. That was okay. And if you want something like that, that's fine. You can add a little bit more spectacle. You can put a little bit more fight into it. But I find the movies to be a little more appealing when there's actually, actually a character there who has a background, who has substance, who you can see the wheels in his head turning where he's put in a situation where he's got to, you know, figure a way out where there are consequences. My key thing in a movie is that there are consequences to your actions. Oh, so one of the things that. I can't stand about, that's the one she thing, can't like... stand it. I can't stand a movie that will not um, punish their uh, protagonist. I can't stand any um, story that won't do that because it just it irritates me because you don't live in a world that's consequence free. And to portray that it makes it a boring movie, you know, or a boring um, story know. in general. Have you ever you seen Gone Girl? She ain't have any consequences. I didn't see that. Uh, you should uh, definitely watch I mean, Gone Girl. You definitely need to watch that. But no, because you just told me that I don't want to see it. No, you definitely got to watch it just for the plot. Like you like story, good story. Bro, you, bro, you seen Gone Girl? Of course, I've seen. It. I've also read it. Yeah, you got to. You got to see. Did you just tell me not to see it? I told yeah. you to see it. Either way, what I'm saying is, I, 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 I agree with you, Michelle. I agree with a lot of points you are making on this. Like to me, especially for Super. Problem with DC characters, they're so overpowered and they have a hard time grounding them for movies. The thing about Marvel movie characters, they tend to be more grounded. All of them are nerfed from what they are usually in the comic books. But DC, I feel like it's a little bit harder because their characters are almost literally gods, like I was saying. They're, they're more gods than Thor, who's actually supposed to call himself a god, even though he's not really not. And it's really hard to tell compelling stories about people who can do almost anything. Batman, being only human, with prep time, he's basically the most powerful DC character. And so that's the... It's kind of hard to overcome that when they know a lot of people know this about these characters. But if they can, like... I'm not... I don't have any problem with a good storyline. I want a good storyline. But you got to make me believe, even if it's an Elseworld, that this is this character that I know. That's my thing. But... All right. Okay. So I'm just going to make one last comment to, just to, you know, summarize everything. We got our feelings out there. We had, you know, a Marvel fan <clears throat> and real DC fans. <clears throat> oh, you are such a fucking hater. Talk Both. about, and she you just know, can't hide it. about everything. She is just a cold piece right now. Yeah, while you oh, eating your what? You're eating something. I hear the bag rustling, sir. No, that's me moving really? bags, but I'm not eating anything. Right. Mm. So, anyway, like I was saying, we, we all had a chance to discuss, you know how we felt about the the different franchises, the different types of superhero films. Like I said, I would I, I hope that with a movie like Logan that we'll get more like that. And to speak to that too, that's why I also like Deadpool. Deadpool is nothing like Logan. It's nothing like any of the other um, Marvel films. Um, the story is weak as hell. But I think that that character lends itself to something like that, which is why I think it did really well for me. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So that's why yeah, I does. liked Deadpool. I liked um, Logan. Like I said, with the other properties, oh, I like Spider-Man, right? Which one? The, the, the new one? one? Or the Tobey Maguire? Oh, I liked Tobey Maguire during, for what Look, it was. One and two. One and two was good. Three was just horrible. I didn't horrible. really watch three. You shouldn't. Don't you don't. Don't do it. Three. We don't talk so, about it much in our family. It's like Iron Man 3. It just shouldn't exist. I'd like, rather watch I'm... Iron Man 3 than Iron Man 2. I'd rather not watch any of them, to be frank. But 
Like, even with Iron Man, something. they tried to do a really good story that handled PTSD and stuff like that. Yeah, in Iron Man 3, so I can give you that. Hey, you yeah, know. they but they didn't... They, they, the story's not their forte. Like, I wish they... Um, and that's why they brought the kaboom! You know what movie I hate? Really Avatar The Last Airbender. No. No. But we're not talking I about I hate it. it so much. I mean, I, I, yes, we can all agree it was trash, but still. But that was supposed to be an adaptation of, like, the, the show. That's it's an Elseworlds show. That was bullshit. No, like, it's, even... We take even five Earth Menders to throw a rock. Real talk. Mm-hmm. But, like I was saying, I don't mind um, different depictions of characters. As someone who reads... I do read fan fiction. I'm, and I also read Elseworlds comics. So, for someone who does that, it's not strange to me to see um, Batman, Superman, um, all these characters depicted in a way that's not similar. Like, Harley Quinn, definitely different than the Harley that I came to know and love from the animated series. Huh? Technically, that's the original Harley, because she was created specifically for that show. Right, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's why I mentioned that one. But like I said, I didn't mention like them what they did to her in the comics and all that other stuff. But very different from the Harley that I grew up on. Okay, the the original Harley I, Quinn. I don't mind Elseworlds. I've seen so many different versions of it, but it's still right. But what I'm saying is, I can still take Suicide Squad's version for what it was, which was a trying to be um, uh, they were trying to be pro woman. Were they? They were because they wanted to. I mean, Amanda Waller was a trying to be pro woman. Yeah, that's why I said. I don't know. Suicide Squad is. Well. I mean, it wasn't what I really thought it was going to be. It was funny enough, you know, gangster crop. No, Suicide I, Squad was a terrible movie. I it was funny. It was definitely it's a funny. Will Smith movie. But it's yeah, definitely with not Deadshot. Other super. But that's, this is our favorite character is gangster crop. B T. But like I was saying, like it's on the same level as every other movie that's out there for me. That's why I'm saying, like, eh, it was. The only thing about Suicide Squad that I really liked was the soundtrack. That was nah, about it. That was good. Beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And why did they shoot Amanda Waller when she came back to life? Because I shot oh, her Oh, speaking of Suicide Squad, um, Suicide Squad too. Eldris Alba, Idris Alba for dead shot, but he don't want to do it. Thank goodness. I mean, should he? And by should he, I mean he should. Well, actually, he should. He shouldn't. He's no, got the swagger. If he, I mean, Will Smith no, could do it, then no, he could no, do no, it. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. No, he's gonna the, be a super villain in um, Fast no, and Furious. He's gonna get like nanobats. I'm about to get to that point. The what's his name? Who did um, what's his name? James Gunn is the one who wrote and directed. Who's yeah. wrote and is directing this one. So this Can't one see will be it. wait to see it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It is going to be a way better. And he gets to come back for Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Thank goodness. Which I think is BS. I would have told them you can kiss my patootie. No, I feel like this to me is an example. Because they only wanted him because DC got him. Yeah, that's the literally that's not, the only and reason. And a lot of his, a lot of his, um, a lot of his, um. Co-workers, they stuck up, they um, stuck up for him, and I was like, "Man, we gonna do the movie, we leave it." That, it was they, a lie. They, they were sticking was together. One. All of them said he was a great guy. It was Batista. Yeah, they Batista. said that he was a great guy. Batista was the only one who said, "I'm the only reason why I'm here is for um, is for because of James Gunn. Otherwise, I wouldn't even be here." You get emotional when you start stabbing. I can't. She's she over there stabbing. But anyway, what the hell she's stabbing. Uh, just a paintbrush in the air, but uh, kind of dangerous. I'm glad I'm not over there. And like, it's not going. I did not make any stabbing motions. We'll, See, we'll this is why we won't bring you back from the pet cemetery either. You're already evil. Then I will be the same. Evil. You'll be you'll be uber evil, uber squared. I'm sorry, evil squared. Uber squared? Is that like a Uber Excel? Uber <laughs> I meant to say evil squared. Mm. <laughs> he, he don't even know what he's saying. He he doesn't. All right, um, let's wrap this up. Any final thoughts? Anything that you wanted to add? Um, Darno, something else that you wanted to mention before we get off? Um, you know, you know they're working on a Morbius the Living Vampire movie, and that's supposed to be in a darker, grittier tone. How do y'all feel about that? Because that's going to be made by Sony, I believe. I don't, well, as soon as you said Sony, I was like, oh. Yeah, I was like, huh? Really? I thought yeah, you wanted something different. <laughs> Sony? No. No, Sony, I don't believe Sony can do a good job. That's the only thing. I mean, I'm pretty sure Marvel will probably give him a few pointers, but you know, no, no. I, they, I don't. They, they're trying to make him. They're trying to build him up, and then eventually have Venom team up with him. So, uh, no. I get that they're trying to start their own universe, but I the, feel like the um, Venomverse. 
I don't think that's where Sony should. I think Sony. I wish Sony would just let them have Spider Man and yeah, yeah, all of them, and just like be done with it. And I want them to instead try to do stuff from either um, Image or Dark Horse Comics. Oh, who's the guy like, from Image Comics, or was the one um, the guy who got that suit? Oh, hell, it's like an alien know. suit. Oh, I don't know. I know you. You have to know. I can't remember. His name. I, I I don't. Damn it. Alright, fine. But I'd rather them do that and then make um singular stories instead of trying to do a universe. So I don't know. I want a blue like, beetle. They movie. tried to do Universal tried to do the dark universe that didn't work out. Because they had Tom Just try Cruise. to make good movies. Yeah. That that's fit like how dare you make the whole logo and everything and then only make one movie for it and it got the movie well, sucked. Two. It was two movies. It was Dracula and then the Mummy. What? And that was it. The Dracula? I don't think I saw that one. Yeah. When did that come Dracula out? Dracula with um the same guy from Beauty and the Beast. He played Gaston. No, no. When Luke. when did that movie come out? That came out like two thousand like nine, ten or oh, okay. something around there. Mm. Or thirteen. It was something. I don't know. Luke Evans. Yeah, Luke Evans, thank you. Was well, Frankenstein a part of that? Um, they were gonna do Frankenstein. I thought they I thought they so did they when they made Frankenstein the a superhero. They were going to do Wolfman, Frankenstein. So it came out twenty seventeen. So they were going to do um, they did um, Dracula. They were going, they did the Mummy. They were going to do Wolfman, Frankenstein. Right. I think they were going to do Bride of Frankenstein and I Hotel Transylvania Live Action Edition. I got you. Wow. Oh please no, Adam Sandler. I mean that's what it sounded like to me. I mean it could have been good, but I don't. They the way they did it, I don't think it's right. They shouldn't have tried to make them heroes. You know what I mean? They're reluctant heroes. They're saving the world because they have no choice. All right, so that's all, guys. Thank you so much for listening to an, another overpowered podcast from overpoweredentertainment.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Everett Op Tweets, Instagram, Everett Op Graham. You can follow um, us on Facebook. We're Overpowered Entertainment on there. Um, anybody have any social media? No. Uh, me, I'm at the Queen Quania, Q-U-A-N-I-A. And, um, we hope to see you next week. Bye. Peace. Twig out.